right, friends, to kick off this episode, we're going to talk about the conclusion of the send-off series for the United States women's national team. They took on Mexico the day after the 4th of July, which, as you guessed, is the 5th of July. And it ended in a much drier game weather-wise and a 4-0 route over the Mexican international side. What were the highlights for this particular game? Leading off the scoring in the sixth minute, Lindsey Horan gets a nice header from Carly Lloyd and slots home a sweet volley into the bottom left-hand corner of the net. Do yourself a favor, go watch the goal if you've got a minute. Then just a couple minutes later, Carly Lloyd in the 11th minute gets a cross from Crystal Dunn on the left-hand side and heads it in and gives her classic celebration doing this. I love it when Carly Lloyd does that. But Next up, we had an own goal, but first the build-up to it was Tobin Heath feeds Kristen Press through a strike off the post. So basically, Tobin Heath gets the ball from Kristen Press, nails a scorcher with her left foot. It is tipped by the Mexican keeper, clashes off the post, then Kristen Press is there for the rebound. However, it hits off of a Mexican defender first and goes into goal, so an own goal was awarded in that case. But just fast forward two minutes later, Sam Mewis gets a steal. Passes it off to Tobin Heath, who nestles it into the bottom left-hand corner of the net. And for the remainder of the game, that's about all she wrote. The game ended in a 4-0 win, and no other scoring ensued after that. So all the excitement came in the first half, and the second half overall was pretty dry, I will say. What, who, are, who all played in this particular game? So starting in goal, we had Alyssa Nair. Then in the right-back spot was Kelly O'Hara followed by Abby Dahlkemper and Becky Sauerbrunn in central defense. Then on the left-hand side of defense was Crystal Dunn. Then in the midfield, we had Lindsey Horan again playing in the central defensive midfield position, or the sixth spot, I should say, for an injured Julie Ertz, who wasn't really cited this game. She was sitting up in the booth with the remainder of the reserves for this one. Then we also had Rose Lavelle and Sam Mewis in the central midfield. And then up top in the left wing, we had Kristen Press, on the left, Tobin Heath on the right wing, and then Carly Light striking up top in the striking position. So probably one of the stronger lineups I'd see. This is probably really, really close to what we're going to get for the game against Sweden leading up to the Olympics. There are probably going to be a couple of changes here and there. If Julie Ertz is healthy enough, I'm guessing she'll be starting in the sixth spot. However, I'm really curious to see what the front line is going to look like. I have a feeling it's going to be Megan Rapino on the left wing, Alex Morgan in the striking position, and Kristen Press on the right wing. But... With how well Tobin Heath is playing, Blackco's got some stuff to think about, so I guess we'll have to wait and see and find out. However, getting into my overall thoughts of the game, I had a lot of different thoughts of this game, honestly, and it being the match before the Olympics, I guess it sort of makes sense. We'll start off here. I actually really got to hand it to Mexico. Out of all the opponents that the U.S. has had this year, they probably put up the best fight, or at least one of the best fights or most competitive games in this particular series. A lot of times they would play well in the first half for both of these send-off series games, but then they would falter in the second half. I don't know if they ran out of gas or what, but in the second half it was just a lot more quiet on their side of the equation, which it happens all the time. Another thought I had, I noticed that the U.S.'s high press hasn't been quite as prolific as it's been in other games earlier on in the year, like going all the way back to the Netherlands game, which was actually technically in 2020, I believe it was in December if I'm not mistaken, the U.S. was aggressively high-pressing all the time. Like, they would smother their opponents, and I think they've kind of become smarter about when they choose to press or how they choose to press because, I mean, with only 18 players in the roster, you kind of have to be a little bit smarter because you can't gas everybody out, right? You can't run out of gas really, really quickly. And then, plus, when you're playing so many games in such a short amount of time, you can't afford to be running gun all the time. So I'm glad that they're being a little bit smarter with their high press. But 
Rumor has it that 22 players are going to be allowed into the rosters for the Olympics, but I'll talk about that in the next main topic. So something to keep in mind. I like the smart change. I think it's tactical, and I think it makes a ton of sense. Another thing that's sort of been on my mind, Kristen Press has continued to play like the goddess that she has been. Uh, she was robbed this game. I guess I'm going to give a little anecdote here. The goal where that was disallowed earlier in the game, there was great buildup from the back all the way from Alyssa Nair. Six or seven laser passes were made consecutively, and then it ended with Kristen Press slotting home a goal. However, the head official blew her whistle and ruled it offside, which if you look back at the replay, it, she wasn't offside. She's probably on by two or three yards, and it. I feel bad for Kristen Press because it really robbed her of a goal. And... When, when you have referees that are officiating teams of this quality at the international stage, I I guess he, the, the refereeing quality just has to be better. And it's kind of disappointing that it wasn't. I'm not going to be too harsh on referees because as a former referee myself, I get it. It's a really tough job. But at that stage, it's just got to be better. But that's my little side note from that. On the more positive side of things, Kristen Press, I think she keeps continuing to prove that she should be the first name on the team sheet by and large. And it's going to be the case for the Olympics because she's just playing out of her mind. If uh, her goal wasn't disallowed or if the own goal that she had wasn't ruled an own goal, it would have been 36 of 30 of the last 38 games where she either scored or assisted for the U.S., which is absolutely insane and out of this world. So good on Kristen Press for all of that. Next up, that was on my mind. Lindsey Horan continues to excel in the sixth spot for the injured Julie Ertz. Like I said earlier, Julie Ertz was up in the booth for this game, hanging out with the reserves. She's probably not quite ready to play yet, which is a little surprising to me, but maybe they're just being cautious with her. She could be ready to play, but maybe they just don't want to rush it too much. However, having said that, Lindsey Horan has done an excellent job filling into that spot. She has struck the perfect balance between the defensive side of the ball and the attacking side of the ball. I noticed that a lot of times when she would go and attack, it would be very strategically and it wouldn't be all the time, which is very hard for a central attacking midfielder because that's in their nature, right? And for her to kind of uh, toilet back a little bit and still be able to pick out the right moments to go and score, just like she did in the six minute, that shows a lot of poison. It shows a lot of growth in her game and then plus on the flip side she's been defending really well too and she's been controlling the midfield a lot of the build-up in play came from Lindsay Horan patiently bringing the ball forward and passing to the appropriate spots and filling in defense when uh, whenever the fullbacks got forward so really good on Lindsay Horan if Julie Ertz for whatever reason can't make a go for the Olympics or at least very often I have no doubt Lindsay Horan's gonna crush it so good job Lindsay next up I noticed that Emily Sonnet was subbed in for Lindsay Horan in the sixth spot. And once again, I would say Emily Sonnet looks pretty comfortable in that sixth spot. Did she excel in it? No, not quite, but I think she actually plays quite well in that spot for not really natively being accustomed to it. So again, another side note that if Lindsay Horan can't play in that sixth spot, Emily Sonnet is there for that as well. A couple of other thoughts I had for this particular game. Carly Lloyd has continued to play pretty well, I'd say by and large. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she is either leading the team in assists or she's in second in the team in assists for 2021. She's become an assist machine and been really, really effective in the striking position. And it's really fun to watch her growth and development in her career from being a central midfielder by trade to slowly transitioning higher and higher up the pitch. She transitioned to a central attacking midfielder. Now you could argue that she's somewhere between central attacking midfielder and striker, probably more of a center forward type position because she's a really good facilitator of the ball, much like Alex Morgan has become over the years as well. So it's really cool to see Carly Lloyd be in that position. So 
overall for this game, it's got me really, really pumped going forward for the Olympic send-off series. I'm excited to see what the U.S. is going to do for this first game against Sweden. I would argue that Sweden is probably going to be their toughest opponent in the entire tournament, or at least until they get to the knockout stages, the quarterfinals, the semis, the finals, if they get there, etc. Crossing our fingers, and I'm hoping they play well. And a lot of the evidence from these games has shown that they are very well coached and they're very well prepared to get to these games and perform well, aside from corners, which could still use a bit of improvement, but that's a whole other story altogether. Not every part of their game is going to be perfect, but they've gotten pretty darn close to it thus far. So... Ladies and gentlemen, their next game is going to be in the Olympics. It's going to be July 21st. It's going to be a really early one for those of you who want to watch it live. It's going to be at 4.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for those who are curious. I believe it's probably going to be on Fox FS1 most likely because they usually hold the rights for these major tournaments. So if you're going to wake up early to watch it, enjoy it. I'll probably have to watch a replay. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, are you excited for the Olympics? Or what did you think of the US Women's National Team versus Mexico game? Any crazy predictions for the Olympics? Whatever you think, feel free to jump down in the comments below and let me know whatever your thoughts are.